Nick Starr represents so much that is powerful about the Atlanta theater scene. I consider him a mentor and a real force within our community. He is a strong leader. He manages the Marriott A New Theater in the Square. And if you haven't checked, they've got amazing shows there of all types. Um, this podcast is really about him sharing his view and some of the things that have actually motivated and inspired him. We hope that you will take this opportunity to learn from Nick, to learn some of the things that he has accomplished and some of the things that he's still doing. We believe this podcast is really amazing. We hope that you all join us. If you are a creative person, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on the show. We are going to achieve our milestone of having 100 people on our podcast here in the very um, near future. So we would love for you to be part of that. Uh, again, this is the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity. And we hope you enjoy this message with Nick. Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. We are uh, honored today to have Nick Starr join the podcast. Nick Starr is such a force within the Atlanta theater community. Uh, I've been, I've had the pleasure to know him for several years now. He runs the Marietta New Theater in the Square, as well as having um, classes with young people that him and his wonderful wife, uh, Princess, conducts. So, Nick, it is so great to have you here today on the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tide. Say hello to everyone. Hey, man, I appreciate you inviting me. You know, it's always a pleasure to have some conversation with you, bro. Nice to talk to you. Thanks so much, Nick. Nick is, um, I, I tell you, I can go on and on about the things that Nick has done for me personally, specifically as I was going to produce a show over the last um, couple of years, and him and his wife have been just and awesome people. So Nick, let's just jump into it. Typically, we talk about a little bit about where um, people have come from and some of the tools that they're using um, to make themselves to, to, to deal with their creativity. However, in your case, I just think that people really want to know about you. And I use the word force. I was going to use the word icon. And um, but I, I didn't want you to feel too embarrassed by that. No, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I would love for you to tell a little bit of the people who may have been hearing your voice for the first time a little bit about what you do and and your your presence in the in the theater community. Uh, well, I would uh, if I were to describe myself, I would say I'm blessed to be uh, a theater advocate. Um, I I happen to just be somebody that loves theater, and God has blessed me with the opportunities to um, to pretty much live my dreams. Uh, I do a little bit of producing, uh, directing, and I get the chance to perform every now and then. In fact, we're on stage this weekend with Jim of the Ocean. So um, I'm a, I'm a theater lover. Um, I would say uh, I would call myself an art- artist like like yourself, um, and I'm blessed with the opportunity to do what I love. That is awesome. I, I, if I recall, you were um, one of your productions, or maybe more, were in the Atlanta Black Theater Festival last year. If I recall that correctly. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah we um, we we um, Tony Henson, uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, another theater advocate. Um, we we're, we're trying to really 
keep theater alive and, and keep it thriving here in Atlanta. Uh, there was a time when everybody was sending outside of Atlanta to get good artists, and we're trying to give a venue for people to uh, do it here. I mean, I think we have a lot of awesome talent right here in Atlanta, and so we're trying to um, keep it right here at home. So. Yeah, I recall, if I recall, the one that you were involved in, that was the, the meeting, right, with um, between... Yes, with um, Kerlin Thompson and, and Jael Pettigrew. Um, they performed as Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Um, and Jael, in fact, won an award for um, Best Actor for that particular theater festival. So uh, we're very proud of him and the work he's done. And that's what we try to do, man. We, we try to continue to put out good work and give venues for our local artists to do their craft, to show their craft. Uh, that that is that is wonderful, you know. And I've seen it firsthand that there are so many great, talented people within our community. Yes, sir. Uh, that yeah. are that are doing yes, some amazing things. It's gotten to the point, I always make the joke, and for those of you who heard the podcast, please forgive me for making the joke again, but we could literally have a podcast like every day because there's so many amazing people in our in our community and in our city. Um, Absolutely. So, so, Nick, about your creative process, since you got your hand in several things, producing, directing, acting, is there a, is there a way or an environment or a thought process you get into when you say, you know what, I was doing one thing a second ago and now I've got to be creative. Is there any kind of tools or, or ways that you get in the, in the creative mindset? Well, prayer is the first thing. Um, after I sit down and, and, and make sure that um, uh, I get the go-ahead um, from God and, and he clears my mind to let me um, think and, and tell the story in the way that he would want me to tell it. Um, for me, that's that's the biggest thing is being able to tell a story. And before I tell the story, can I tell it in a way that it hasn't been told or when I witnessed the story or when I read it, did I, did I was something missing for me? Did I get something else out of it when I, when I read it? So that when I tell the story, I want to make sure that, um, you know, I tell that the story in the best way that I can do it. And so um, that's that's really the nuts and bolts for me is being able to tell a story and tell it in a way that uh, people will understand and people will um, walk with with something. You know, a lot, a lot of people focus on the entertainment of it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people focus on the money. Um, people have a different focus. Uh, I just want to tell a good story. Yeah. One of the things you said that uh, connects with me is that you want people to walk away from the show with something and and that to me is always right. like uh, like of all the goals you want to have it's like that to me is the most ultimate goal not just the the other things that come along with it the the entertainment or anything else it's just like did it affect you in any kind of way um exactly yeah. exactly yeah uh, i want it to be an experience i mean you can up to a show, you can go to an experience. And I want it to be an experience for whoever's in my audience. Yeah, we've got that in common, that's for sure. I've talked about anything that I'm involved as experiences versus um, just, you know, anything else. Because when you go to theater and you can, I'm talking to the choir a little bit here. It's such a unique experience. It's, to me, it's way, it's much better than other forms because you're interactive with it. You are in it. 
It, it's not like yes. yeah, it's not like you're watching your TV. You're in the show. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Good. Good or bad. That's right. (laughs) And and the discipline to do it, especially with the the, everyone who's involved, the actors and everyone to put it on, requires an unbelievable amount of focus. You know, there's no cut when when you're doing theater. (laughs) You're on stage. You got to go right for it. I know you're involved. Uh, you have an organization or, or some work that you're doing. I think it's called Young Voices. Do I have that right? Um, yes, Young Voices United is a, a nonprofit youth troop that's been here in the Atlanta area since '96, and uh, we're now housed in New Theater the Square. But um, it's a, a group of amazing young people who um, who love the arts and um, what we do. We take the arts, performance arts. Um, they dance, they sing, and they act. Um, but we we mask it in life skills. So they come to learn how to perform in the arts, but we really teach them life skills. That's that's our mission. Um, you know, making a difference in our kids' lives so they can make a difference in the world. Wow. Um, and that's very important to me and my wife. Wow. You said 1990. Uh, not a pastor. 1996. 1996, yeah. Wow. 1996. And though I'm not a pastor, um, we do call it our ministry, so we don't even call it going to work no more. Uh, we don't call it our, yeah, it's not a hobby, it's not anything other than, it's our ministry. Uh, mm-hmm. but we we uh, um, we get the opportunity to give and to serve the community, and that's important to us. So when kids are involved in it, or young people are involved in it, how, how do they find out about it? Is it something that you canvass them, or did it come to you? How does that work? Well, usually um, we we go over to Marietta Square and, and, and I'll put the kids up on stage to rehearse whatever, anything that we're doing at that time. And there's always kids that gather, the people that gather. Or, or I might take them downtown to, we might go to a movie, or I take them out to, to the Fox. Right. But wherever we go, we perform. Oh. And wherever we perform, we draw more kids. And so that's pretty much how it happens. Uh, we have one spot. Concert, and that's the Atlanta Braves. They um, they give us tickets every year to come out to see the games. And, and my kids, we go out there and we perform and we do what we do. And, and people, the word get out. It's word of mouth. Um, we're mom and pop. We don't have a Delta or Coca-Cola. We don't have any sponsorship. But um, we have God. And so we have what we need and we do what we do. Wow. That's awesome. The way that, you know, you, you go out and you perform and that level of attraction brings in people. That is so cool. Um, you know, because that to me it's reminiscent of how theater was birthed, right? Or how it was born. Exactly. You know, whether yes, it's yeah, you know, whether it's in the the African tribes sto- doing storytelling or the Greek version of theater, it was about people talking mm-hmm. about what was going on out there. Um, exactly. Wow. So I'm going to ask you a question that you, of all the guests that I've ever had, probably has, uh, oh, oh, even. A wealth of experience beyond others because you know a lot of times when we have people on the podcast they've just come to Atlanta from somewhere else they just got here like a year ago or a couple of years and so they've got that perspective of the community as a new person in it um, however right. I, I get a sense that you've been involved in the Atlanta community um, you know for some time and you mentioned it earlier you know with Tony Henson and some others I, I, my question is about the Atlanta creative community itself. 
What are your thoughts on it? What are some opportunities that we have as creators within it to grow it and to, and to really make it prosper? Wow, um, it is limitless. Um, there, there's, there's people out there. I mean, just this, if you look around you, you look at those like um, Tom Jones, um, Kenny Leon, um, Gary Yates, um, Keith Franklin. Um, there's a lot of um, artists out there who, and that's a group that they all came up together doing what we're doing now and, uh, and staying true to the craft. Um, and if you stay true to the craft, um, you have that solid foundation and then you can't help but build a wall or you can't help but build something that's going to be there forever. Right. Um, we, for a long time, they were, you know, um, when the film industry came here, they were sending to LA or New York for actors to come in to do this, that, and the other. And now, um, I mean, up to five years ago, they were still doing that. But here recently, you find out, you know, you go to the, uh, to the callbacks and you see a bunch of Atlanta people, you know, people who come up through the trenches. Um, Tony Vaughn, you know, Maurice is still here. Um, it's just, there's a lot of artists that are still here, still doing the work that I can remember just going to a, a Friday night show and, and seeing them on stage doing the piano lesson or seeing them on stage doing the event or when I first arrived here, you know, you got theater companies like Jumanji's and, you know, just a lot of people who, who who took part in putting into this thing and it's just made it so awesome today. So um, we, we stand on a lot of shoulders. August used to come here and, and, and share his work, you know, right here before he took it to Broadway. Yeah. So it's a lot of history right here um, in Atlanta that um, that we, we get the opportunity to um, to wallow in if we chose to do that. Yeah, you know, you and I, I think we're involved in um, uh, um, working with some individuals around crafting a kind of a collective. This might have been a couple of years ago to actually right. try to harness the power of all of our all of these creatives that are here in Atlanta. Um, and, and I get a sense that you probably feel similar to myself in regards to that's something that's that's needed and warranted in our community because there's so much great stuff in there. If we can just coalesce it into in, into an organism, we, we could really do some amazing things. Wow. It will, it, it will be just so powerful. It will be so powerful. Um, and, and the more we get the opportunity to come together and share our craft and just talk about it or to talk story, the more we get together and do that, the better we all become as a community. Um, we got together here recently to celebrate um, one of my mentors, Mr. Torian Black, who lives here in Atlanta. He goes to the theater still. I mean, you never know he's in the audience, but he'll come out and he'll sit back and see his show, and he'll go back to Centennial Drive and chill. But um, he, he's one of those people that's done theater, film, TV. He's done it all, and he's right here in the community and loves sharing what he experienced with people. We, um, we did his very first touring awards um, in May, and it was a great turnout. Um, a lot of artists came together, and we celebrated each other's work, um, broke bread, and looking forward to you know doing it again. So it's a lot going on here that we can, um, and if we come together, it would be so much better. Yeah. Uh, we have so much more to you know, have so much more to do, so much further to go. All right, I, I tell you, when we get close to the next Turin Awards, I would like to ask you to come back so we can make sure that the world gets to know about that. Because 
you're right, you know, anything like that that can celebrate the, the, our community specifically and all the great works that's happened now and in the past, I think is just so powerful. You know, I, I get this sense, yeah, I get this sense that when you think about industries, right? So like Detroit was known for the motor vehicle industry and Silicon Valley was known for fintech and computers and so forth. And Atlanta's, Atlanta's moniker, if you will, is that we're really starting to become a real hub of strong entertainment. Um, and, right. and and I think that being able to solidify that is important. We don't want to, to be a place where you say, hey, you know, 10, 20 years ago, Atlanta was this. And, and right. you know, and, and what you're doing exactly. is really helping us to get there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's once again, it's the village. It's, yeah. it's, it's a community. It's you, it's me, uh, brothers like um, uh, that Paxton. I mean, so many brothers. You know, I, I don't want to start calling names. I'll get people. But there's so many out there who are trying to bring this thing together and solidify it. You know, people used to call it the Dirty South. And, you know, it used to be all about the music. And it's still about the music. But we have so much more as far as artists and talent is concerned. And uh, it's no surprise to me that, that Hollywood is coming this way. Yeah. Uh, it had to. This is where it's at. There's no doubt about it. You mentioned earlier your mentor, Torian Black. Uh, are there any others who are like that have been very impactful in your life as you, as you continued on in your career? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, Torian was, was the one. Uh, years ago, my, my dad would sit and watch Torian on TV. And I was that young man trying to be like my dad, and he's telling me, "Don't try to be like me. Be like that man right there." <laughs> um, he was—he had that kind of strength, you know, to wow. walk across the television screen and do what he did. And then you go on to find out, you know, he's part of the Negro and some other things he did. But um, I also look to, uh, and people always look for people who are named. But for me, there are people who were in my life that um, nobody would know but me. Um, there was a professor named um, F. Evelyn Etheridge who started, actually started my youth group. She, she's the one who told me, uh, you need to get a group of kids and start sharing what you know. Because wow. it don't do you no good if you keep it to yourself. Go over there and teach that to them kids. I taught it to you, so go teach it to them. And so she started that. And we still, um, she had a group called the Efforts Arts Ensemble. Um, she was a teacher out of Payne College. That's the college I went to. And she was, um, she was very instrumental in, and making me think about, you know, at that time I was doing it because I like being on stage, limelight, right. glory, that kind of thing. But she was the one that made me think about, okay, you can do that character like this and get all this shine, or you can try to make those around you look a whole lot better. And your shine will come eventually, but it'd be lasting and you would deliver a message. You'd become a stronger actor. So stuff like that didn't make sense to me at all back then. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it's meant the world to me now, you know, um, to do something without having a message behind it, to do something without a purpose. Um, you're just doing it. You're just throwing it in the wind. You're spitting in the wind. But what's the purpose in that? You know? That's right. Wow. So those would be the two for me. You know, uh, you know of course, you watched uh, my day was Lou Gossett. Uh, he was another one of those. But, um, but to, that would be my trilogy, Lou Gossett, Torian Black, and Evelyn Edwards. That is that is great. Thank thanks for sharing that. Um, so, let me ask this. So, if anyone who's listening to this podcast and they say to themselves, you know, I'd like to have a deeper conversation. I'd like to connect with Nick Star. 
What's a way that they can do that? A couple ways they can do that. I have been blessed to work at community theater, which means everything to me. Um, people kind of, ah, oh, community theater, they don't make no money, they don't do this, they don't do that. But what we do get the opportunity to do, we get to meet artists um, at all levels, those who are just starting out and those who are doing it and appreciate you know, what they've been through and they come back and still contribute to the community theater. Uh, it's all about the community. It's all about the village. So if anybody wants to sit and talk to me, uh, love to break some bread with me. We're at the Marietta Snoop Theater Square, right in the right in the square of Marietta 11 Whitlock Avenue. Um, stop by, let's break some bread, let's talk, and, and let's be part of the village. Let's be part of that movement to make this thing, you know, to solidify it, to make it stronger. I tell you, as a person who's personally familiar with that square, and that theater rather, you will love everything about it. So those of you who are out there and want to connect with Nick, there are shows going on there, I would say, every weekend and things going on throughout the week. So Every weekend. Yeah. So and, and the, the quality, like Nick said, the quality is, is, is amazing. And it's a and it's in a wonderful part of, of of Marietta as well. So last question here, Nick, and again, thank you so much. I tell you. I feel so honored that you would join this podcast as we're just... I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. You know, we're just starting out and um, we've been getting so many great creatives and to have someone who's got such tentacles like yourself in the community on this podcast is is, is an unbelievable blessing. Uh, my last question to I you... I appreciate you. My last question is, if someone right now is they were creative or they feel that their creativity is not going where it should be, what is some advice you'd give to a person out there about harness and, and growing their creative and spiritual selves? Um, find, find people who are like-minded. Um, you can read all the books you want, you can watch all the YouTube you want, but until you get out there on that stage, until you get yourself in that situation where you are able to flex your muscle, flex that creative muscle, um, that's when it starts taking place. And um, once again, it's nothing like being in the community theater where you can come out and, you know, you don't make money. There's no money in it. But if you're doing it for the money, you know, you, you if that's your purpose, then I will be the wrong person to talk to because I'm still doing it for the love. I love what I do. But um, I think in that love, if you truly love what you do, you find something you love doing and you'll never work a day in your life. And there's ways to make money out of it. But you start at a place where you, you study your craft, make sure you write with your craft and you're true to it and go someplace where you can actually use what you're learning. Um, there's people who go to class forever, they go to class, go to class and, and they go to auditions and, you know, every once in a while, but it's all about the class. Classes are great. You should be studying. You should be learning your craft. But getting up, put yourself in an opportunity where you can actually flex that muscle. Um, if you can't get into it, if you can't get into a show, um, you want to be in 12 Angry Jurors, you can't get in the show, produce it yourself. Get you a group of actors who are like-minded, who want to do it, who want to do the work, and you don't have to wait for somebody else to validate you. It's all, it all starts with you. Yeah. You got to make sure you're ready. You're ready. You're, you're speaking directly to me and to hopefully this entire audience as someone who's taken steps like that in the past. 
because you know, mm-hmm. your, your point is so unbelievably valid. So if someone out there is 20 years old or 70 years old, you should still take that step. And we, yeah. we, we know so many people where they get to a certain point in life, whatever that point is for them. And they say, well, this is the box that life has told me I'm supposed to be in. And then I should just keep going in that box. And no. I don't believe that. And I know you don't believe it. That, no, you know, not at all. You know, you know, whenever it is, you know, I, I've been blessed to be around people of all kinds of backgrounds and ages and so forth in this community. And it continues to grow. Nick, you are an awesome brother. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for this. I hope to have you back if we can um, on the podcast. Anytime. Anytime. And for all of those who are out there, remember, this is the Creativity Cocktail. We spent powered by Rising Tides Charity. Uh, Our goal is to make sure that we talk to people of all creative likes and to make sure that we're creating a concoction, uh, a a cocktail, uh, uh, something that you can drink. And, and it'll nourish you as far as your creativity. So again, Nick, excited to have you. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me.